Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Our building, so our building caught on fire again for the second time. You're kidding me. Uh, this past weekend. Oh, Tuesday. Right. <laughs> same spot within the pub underneath us, in the exact same spot. And our building said, oh, it's Con Edison. Con Edison, you know, they had a problem and set the building on fire. And Con Edison's like, no, bitch. Don't blame. We took we took the heat for the one downtown. <laughs> Don't you blame this shit on me. Con Ed is just a guy with a cigarette. Just... Uh-uh. But it's funny because like some of those old New Yorkers, they're like, oh, no, here's what really happened. And then you're like stuck talking to them for like 35 minutes, a conspiracy theory of, you know, rats, fire, backdraft, con Edison, illegal people, like all this shit. And you're like, I literally just want to walk my dog. And now the both of us have just shat here on the stoop because oh. waiting for you to finish. <laughs> look at those people and you don't want to be those people right but and somehow you you've engaged that. and you're like oh i just want to know if i'm going to get a rent reduction <laughs> and now, I, now i'm in conspiracy theory number nine. Oh god and right. then you talk about hillary's emails and then you're like i have to go and then pizzagate and you're like i can't <laughs> uh uh by the way did you watch the gwyneth paltrow trial i watched some of it and i she has that face that when Kathy Griffin always makes fun of Gwyneth Paltrow, it's exactly that face, but the entire fucking time. Oh, yes. She's got the serial killer glasses on, which I would welcome every woman to stop wearing these. Brooke Shields has them now. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want them. Ugh. I'm sorry, Patty. I, I feel like, I they, were like they were around three years ago. And I'm like, this is going to pass. Now everyone wants to be a serial killer. Yes. It's like, here's your basement. Go kill everybody. Yes. So then she shows up and she's almost like, every time she says something, she's like, you know, <laughs> you know that that's coming out before any answer. Like, And then I felt like I was watching Legally Blonde because they kept asking her the same question over and over. And it was like in Legally Blonde, so you were in the shower. Yes, I was in the shower. You were and she's like, in the so shower. So were you were you were you were skiing? Yes, I was skiing. Okay, so then on the hill, were you skiing? Yes, I was skiing. Like it was like the same. <laughs> and then I didn't know if that attorney wanted to date her or be her or skin her or wear her or I whatever. Think all of the above. All of the above. And then she's like, let's she act like, it out. I'm like, this is so goddamn embarrassing. Whenever she said let's act it out, I literally started popping popcorn because I thought this is awesome now this this trial has gone to the next level when we have act outs we had skits yes unfortunately Gwyneth said mm, no no call my agent he's how about at when, CAA how about when Gwyneth this is the only time I've ever seen this happen so a witness goes up to the stand and this witness is Gwyneth Paltrow and she brings her own bottle of liquid water or whatever i've never seen anyone bring anything other than their own purse up to the witness stand she brought i've never seen somebody bring a purse up to the witness stand like you're in you're in court who's gonna go through your purse (laughs) you never you never know so she goes up and she's got like a little water or i'm i'm sorry like a giant water bottle it's a mountain valley water bottle yeah right and she like takes a swig up of course she like spins around so you can't get that visual of her but you're just like of course you have you don't have like a like a 
pull and spring water bottle. You no. have this like, this bottle's three thousand dollars. It's, it's on mined. Goop. Yeah. Everything she was doing was sold on Goop. It of was course. a perfect opportunity. And I really thought if this guy wanted to extort somebody for money, start a lifestyle brand. Charge people 300 bucks for a vagina steamer. She does her extortion legally out in the open yeah. on Goop. Mm-hmm. And she's just at that table, and she just was bringing a, an assortment of tinctures and green juices and yeah. smears and berries, and she had, like, all Mind of Mind if I products. light this candle? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mind if I... This is a vagina steaming seat that we've actually had installed ex- in the courtroom. She's exfoliating her hands. <laughs> yes, everything. And then she puts it just by the camera so that you right. can see Labels the label. out, yeah. yeah. But she she's doing that. like a hot oil treatment on her hair. <laughs> she's got like the, the rag. Miss Paltrow, were you skiing? Yes, I was skiing in Ocean Pacific ski wear. <laughs> With like a little Miss collar pop. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Paltrow, who are you wearing today? Ralph Lauren for court. It's <laughs> just... Now Ralph Lauren has a court line. I know, and it's layers upon layers right, upon sure. layers. Until next season when it's just all minimal. Simple, just bras and panties. Right. <laughs> Simple Hanes. That trial was the whitest thing I've ever seen, and I've been to an Irish wedding. That, that, it was like a, a doctor's pamphlet for melanoma. It's like two wealthy people arguing over... Wealthy shit. Like ca- like bad tasting caviar. You're like, <laughs> oh, for fuck. Why are we, why he, is this in the court right now? He charged me $120 an ounce when clearly this was an $80 an ounce caviar. <laughs> well, I did lose half a day skiing. I wet my Eat pants. shit. I can't taste the difference between wines. I can't taste the difference between wines. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there are six people dead in Nashville and we are wasting our time. This was in the news the other day. Someone was on the front page of the New York Post because of their multi-gazillion-dollar divorce. This mm-hmm. is the day after the Nashville shooting. I mean, can we? This please? is the front page story and a two-page inside spread of this divorce. But it's the Post. They're like, right. pivot, pivot hard. But it's like. Is there literally nothing else going on in this country right now? No. And the worst part is I'm addicted to court TV, so I'm watching all of it. You, as you should. All of it. Good, bad, ugly, Gwyneth skiing to Johnny Depp. It's been about a year since that, so I've been hooked ever since. I don't know if Gwyneth will... I don't think she... She doesn't want to act, and she doesn't want to be an actress anymore, right? Oh, I, did she consciously uncouple from her career? I think she consciously uncoupled from her Oscar. Oh, Good for her. Yeah. She's starting to look a lot like Blythe Danner, too. I feel like her lip is now gravitating lower and lower. Yes. It's now roughly it's about her chin. mid-neck. Right. <laughs> she looks like Juno from uh, Beetlejuice. Oh she's God. talking from the slit in her throat. <laughs> You're going to have to pull your faces off. Which is good because we need to get her Blythe Danner scarves. <laughs> I'm Blythe Danner, and this scarf is breaking my L4 and L5. <laughs> I need some Boniva. Whatever happened to Boniva? Where's she? <laughs> That's Sally Field for Boniva, right? Yes. Remember? And then, and then Blythe Danner. Yeah, everybody. I'm I'm aging into my Boniva years, according to Ma. Yeah. We'll unpack that with her later. We have to give her a call, see how her cruise went. Mm. What do you say, everybody? Should we start this here podcast? Sure. Then let's say it. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Neville. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shirley Manson. And I don't know much, but I know we're coming to you from the Maha Tiki Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? But, 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 your breath smells like a butt, your butt, butt, booty, butt, your whole mouth smells like an open ass, butt, boop, boop. The best scat I've ever heard from Keith Peel is the best sketch. <laughs> all right, because this week, like all weeks, we are bringing you the advice articles of Ann Labby. Ann Labby? Ann <laughs> <laughs> Labby. That really threw me. We're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're hauling them out and we're making them scat about your taint the balls and the taint the balls and your ass. <laughs> Just, it's a good sketch. You guys got to watch it. But while you do that, and before you do that, follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official, on your Insta, your Twitter, your Face. Check out our website, DearPodOfficial.com. Email us any advice question you may have, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com, or slide into our DMs at DearPodOfficial. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial, where for a me three Mia, Mia, <laughs> hey Mia, Three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. I think that Moth is becoming the citizen app. She's so tuned in to the crimes that are happening in New York City to the point where I'm like, "Are you committing them?" She is. The I don't know about it. The call is coming from within the house. Yeah. The call. Yes, the call is coming from within the Moth. The crime is coming from, from within. <laughs> the moth. I could do it. You know, I'm very strong. I take Boniva. Yes, she'll I would call love me. to see your mom on. 2020 investigates and just like one of the dumbest criminals ever. So I just tried to steal a wet and wild lipstick and I was caught and then I, I freaked out and then I just started punching people. No, she she tries it on in the store and then she forgets that it's in her hand and it's open and there's just like a lipstick mark all the way across <laughs> the mall. <laughs> and they're like, how do you know it's me? There's literally a red line from the store to where you are right now. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I really like it. I'll pay you the 99 cents, though. Oh, it's one ninety nine now. Oh. I didn't have the M&M's. There's literally a trail from the M&M store. Now, Here. that's more accurate. Yeah. Ma'am, who robbed a haagen truck? I didn't do it. Chocolate ice cream all over her face. I didn't do it. I don't know what you're asking me. Mm-mm. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, speaking of getting ripped, this week's theme is ripped off, hornswoggled, bamboozled, bean finagled. <laughs> we can't um, say, can we say gypped? We can't say that anymore. Why? I don't know. That word got sent out. Yeah. Oh. We, we don't want to offend Is that where it comes from? Yes. Oh. Because there's so many gypsies running around. Now you can't say it. Now I can't say it. I don't know. Not like anything's wrong with that. If that's I love gypsies. I love Gypsy the Musical. <sighs> well, they have to rename that. Too. I know. To um, Sex Worker. That's what it'll be called. She's not really a sex worker. She's Sex Worker Rose Lee. Like. It just, it's hard to put on a marquee. We have to really think about this. She is a sex. She's a burlesque queen. Uh, Doesn't that fall under the umbrella? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is it just performer? I don't know. I do know. With hazard pay? Oh, there should be. I'm sorry, but have you ever 
pole danced? <laughs> Anybody? Uh, crickets. This is my way of asking if you guys want to go with me. Absolutely not. Is supposed to be an amazing workout. Yeah, because you have to make sure that you can withstand several concussions when you drop to the ground. That you have to be able to catch yourself with your own ass cheeks before your head hits the turf. This is not going to go well for me. I'm thinking I want. I'm going to tear, it. and then it's just not going to. I'm going to tear you. <laughs> Something's like you just. It just doesn't. No. Like you think you're going to dislocate a shoulder or something? Yeah. I mean, do you ever see the one when the girl's like pole dancing all the way up and then she drops from the ceiling down to the ground? Excuse me. No, yeah. I haven't seen any pole dancing fails, but now I will put that on my list. You should of definitely to look watch. at that. And, but this not like, like, oh, I have this pole in my dining room. It's from an actual like event where it's installed. Like she was hired to pole dance. Right. And then she just, her leg gave out and she just fell to the ground like a. I don't know. Oh my god! Drop like a stone. I can't, I can't risk being a paraplegic and saying it was from. How did it happen? (laughs) And then for the rest of your days, well. How did it happen? Well, I was dancing this Dove Cameron song. (laughs) I was hoisting myself up a pole. Renee didn't grease it appropriately, and I landed on my head. So I normally do this bit from this song, Cream, from Prince. And uh, I'm supposed to go halfway down, and some I my pearls got snagged because I was supposed to do diamonds and pearls after cream, and I got snagged in my high heel with my goldfish in it, and then I just dropped down to the ground. Yeah. And now I'm uh, now I'm just uh, eating chicken through a straw. <laughs> I know. So, you know. I am signing up for this. <laughs> Absolutely. Not. I have friends who teach it. I mean, I've seen guys that do it. I'm like, that is amazing. But they're also in their 20s. I am far from my 20s. And I'm definitely not. I mean, listen, I lift a lot of weight. That's one thing. Okay. I'm not going to be whipping my body around so that I cannot turn left or right. Valid, valid. For the rest of my days, which are pretty much numbered at this point. If you could still live in New York. I mean. If you keep staying here, Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe the next fire in my building, that'll be my time. That is your time to, to exit. I mean, Stage keep in mind even. that I was painting in my building and I'm in my bathroom and my light starts flickering. I'm like, fuck, I have to get a new light bulb because this, I have a special light bulb in my bathroom. I'm like, of God course. damn it. And so I'm like painting and painting and I'm, you know, it keeps like flickering. And then it's like a poltergeist. Like it's almost like, <gasps> like, flickering like too much and like what the fuck is happening so then i try to find a new light bulb I'm like Ugh, this light bulb is broken too god damn it uh, all these light bulbs the entire apartment well yeah that's the thing and then i looked around i'm like all my lights are like flickering i'm like what the fuck and i look out there's like five like fire trucks fire trucks in front of my building and someone's calling me like hey are you in the building i said yeah of course i am he's like you know there's a fire here i'm like no because oh. there's, there's 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 like smoke in our building. There's nary a smoke detector going off. Anyone calling me or anyone saying, hey, there's fire in the building. And there's no emergency lights that are lit. So I'm like, well, what do I do now? Patty, <laughs> jump out the window. <laughs> and so, you don't have a fire escape. No, we don't have a fire escape. I don't know how this I don't know how this is legal, but I don't. And you're like in a good area of New York, quote unquote. Like you're in. I don't know what that means. You're in a more well-tread area. Like it sure. shouldn't be that way. Well, the good thing is that there's a fire station across the street. The bad thing is that because 
uh, the mayor has redesigned the streets, there is no longer enough lanes to allow people to get through. So there's now it's a it, bottleneck. It's gone from four lanes of traffic to maybe two. But since someone was parked in the other one, there's only one lane of traffic. Now we're we're trying to get the fire station through here, but you can't because of what the redesign of the built. This is like the whole like my whole thing about like this doesn't make any sense in this cosmopolitan city. If there's an emergency now, it's impossible for anyone to get any. It was impossible before, mm-hmm. but now I'm just across the street. So anyway. But Patrick, yes. as long as the bike lanes are cleared. And people can bike. I want these people to go fuck their bikes. Fuck their bikes. And I want a video of that. And <laughs> then maybe them pole dancing with their bike. And maybe I'm kind of into it. And that's a different topic. That's a, yes, that's a kink for another day. But come on. We are not Amsterdam, you guys. This is not a biking city. No. I, contrary to what everyone thinks, this is not a biking city. If we didn't have massive potholes and if everyone was not a motorized piece of wood great but that's not the case exactly and we're not it's not it's not like you can have a relaxed bike ride through new york city streets that's the other thing that's like someone saying oh i went for a leisurely run in the city down Times square Uh, no you didn't do you see people running like jogging like prepping for like a, a marathon or something and you'll see them running fully running on the street i'm like how do you do that though you have to stop every five yeah, I don't know. How do you dodge the people? I don't know how that they, I don't know why they do it or if they saw Kelly Ben Simone do it on like <laughs> season two <laughs> or of Or if Real they saw Housewives. Tom Cruise do it in Vanilla Sky right. and you thought that the roads would somehow be cleared. Right. It's different now and it's not enjoyable. I like, will never, <laughs> I will never undo the image of Kelly Ben Simone running on Fifth Ave by <laughs> No, she's running in Times Square. Oh, there's but there's the multiple shots. Like she starts up by Central Park, and then you just she's just running in the middle of the street, in yeah. the middle of the street. Yeah. Not not a not a bike lane, literally in the middle of traffic. And they're capturing like an this, so clearly it's her and a cameraman running. Right, and possibly two other people. Yeah, like a key grip and a boom. Uh huh. Yeah. And so everyone's like, "Oh, I just want to go to New York and go for a run in the middle of Times Square." Like Kelly Ben Simone. Yeah. And then someone, get the fuck out of the street! <laughs> How did she not get hit by a car? It's beyond me! It's my maybe my favorite, most ridiculous fucking thing on that show. I have a friend who got hit by a tour bus, a double-decker tour bus, just walking. So She didn't see it coming? He, and uh, no, weirdly. You didn't see a double-decker <laughs> a double-decker bus? red bus, tour bus coming. No, I think that it was a turn. It was, I don't, it was like a mafia bus. You didn't, it was soft feet. You didn't see anything. You didn't hear anything. You didn't see anything. Surprise. <gasps> you want to go to the Empire State Building? <laughs> I fucking knock you there. You want to see Statue of Liberty for free? Get on. Get on. <laughs> then they just take her on a you tour. You want me to whack your mom? Excuse me? I said, uh, you want to play whack-a-mole? What? No. No to both. I don't want to see World Trade. <laughs> Why are you taking me? When the bus just comes up, it's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> like in Looney Tunes. <laughs> the bus is on like it's tiptoes. Tink, 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 How did he tink, not see a red a giant red double decker bus? You know, the come details of that are hazy. I think it was a turning situation, like he was crossing, it was turning. Also, not for nothing, where's the bus driver in all this? Do you not drive in New York City? Do you not know that people don't does nobody's have, obeying any sort head- of life? No, he does not. Does he have headphones on? That's a good question. I'll have to ask. 
After he steps chicken through a straw. <laughs> After he comes through. All right, everybody, let's do this, okay? The theme is ripped off. Let's talk about people being ripped off. You've been ripped off. Share your stories. This is from the Philadelphia Daily News, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Wednesday, March 23rd, 1988. Here's a light topic. Uh-oh. Latest scams preys on fear of AIDS. <gasps> oh, no. I loved your Abby for a nice... <laughs> oh, nice light early morning topic. <laughs> it's like, the, like those, like, that... Like birds are singing in the background, and you hear like that light ethereal music, and then it's like AIDS by Dear Abby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dear Abby, I just received an advertisement in the mail that infuriated me. It read in part The national health crisis we're in is real and extreme. Horrible as the stories are about AIDS, herpes, influenza, and the list goes on and on, the whole story hasn't yet been told. A frightening report issued in the U.S. Surgeon General says that 1,300 doctors and health professionals from around the world call AIDS the biological equivalent of the nuclear bomb, which is all that is needed to render the humans, the human race extinct within 50 years. Oh! The AIDS virus may have been contaminated may have contaminated the surfaces of everything you and your family come in contact with daily. Public toilet seats, telephones, restaurant tables, silverware, and doorknobs. We now offer you a brand new way to protect yourself from AIDS. A disposable, specially treated paper towelette, which will destroy the AIDS virus. Use it on your hands and all surfaces that may be contaminated. Then the ad goes on to tell you how to obtain this miracle product. Just fill in the form and enclose check or money order, etc., Abby. I thought... People got AIDS only from unprotected intimate sexual contact, sharing needles and syringes, or from a contaminated blood transfusion. Suddenly, I'm getting literature from a PhD telling me I can get AIDS from a telephone? (laughs) What do you think? Signed, Confused Virginian. (laughs) Was this written by the people I was in elementary school with? (laughs) You can get AIDS from that pencil. You can get AIDS by looking at me. (laughs) You can get pregnant from a toilet seat. (laughs) This is stupid. And these people still exist. That's awesome. Dear Confused, it doesn't take a PhD to figure out that some opportunist has come up with a get-rich-quick scheme by capitalizing on the fear of AIDS. Before you send for anything as useless as a specially treated towelette that promises to destroy the AIDS virus, make make a free call to the nearest AIDS hotline or to your local public health department and ask for some information on the new miracle product. Do you ever go out for sushi and they give you the warm towelette? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm here for the sushi, but does this does this hot towelette cure AIDS or is this going to just prepare me for the sushi? It's both. <laughs> oh. It's the new special AIDS towelette. Well, then, in that case, I'll take five and a spicy, crunchy tuna roll. And can I put this on my mouth and my hole? <laughs> yes, it stings. Oh. Put it on your hole first. I mean, oh. what the shit? <laughs> this, I almost feel like Th- you this should have saved so, this for the live show. <laughs> so America. I love a good fear-mongering opportunist. Well, like, it's like the the Pandy Newton that we just went through. Yeah. It's like, here's what you need to do. You know, people were going to buy um, helmets. Helmets? To wear on the subway, like a bubble hat. Yes, they were marketing that because oh. that's the way to breathe now. Yeah, and gas masks were flying off the shelves. Right. 
Now and some asshole has like 50 gas masks in his basement and he's like, oh, I better move to the Midwest and become a serial killer. Right. Well, it's just like, they're like, here's the hand sanitizer. And it's like, well, after a while, hand sanitizer doesn't do anything. And here's the mask. And then here's the rubber gloves. It's like, well, and then. The hazmat suit. Right. Here's how, to, how you protect yourself. And then everyone's like, let's. And after the fear comes in, then it's like the reality. It's like, wait a minute. Now, if I have this rubber glove on and then I touch that and then I touch myself. And I touch my pocket, <laughs> and then I touch this again. Oh shit! This I like rubber the glove slow just, logic clicking yeah, in. Yeah, like, like this doesn't make. Why am I? Why the fuck do I have this glove on? Wait a minute. This glove is more shit on it than uh, a toilet seat. I'm supposed to spray the Lysol and then turn in a circle three times over my shoulder and then spit. And then clap three times. Step, step, and clap three times. Step. And then put my right hand in. Put my right hand out put my right hand in, and shake it all about. I'm confused. Do I say Macarena at the end or the beginning of this? This will stop me from getting AIDS? (laughs) I just, I need a pamphlet. Yes, so here's the new AIDS dance. If you do it, you don't get it. (laughs) Wait, what? Oh, my God. You know, like someone in the South created that. Yeah, it's the new electric slide. I'll teach you how to not get AIDS. Yeah, it's like the new COVID dance. Six feet away, you don't get COVID, you don't get AIDS, you don't get herpes. I like how she's like, it was the the horrible stories and AIDS, herpes, influenza, and goes on and on. As if the three, like... Those three things go together as a package. Right. AIDS is a little bit different than getting herpes. Yeah. Influenza is a lot different. It's than not getting like getting AIDS. your MM, MMR vaccine, that measles, mumps, rubella when right. you were a kid. This is like, why don't you just say AIDS, leukemia, Lou Gehrig's, things of that nature. These are th- three things. That, Autism. Like, it just, right. <laughs> you're throwing really random. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the common cold. Color blindness. AIDS. Stage four ovarian cancer. OCD. Wait, what? <laughs> my, <laughs> cured my dad's. Cured my dad's colorblindness and, and his AIDS and his anxiety. Right. I mean, what a good. Well, how to cure? Side it? Well, he's dead now, so he's fine. <laughs> so he doesn't have any more worries. <laughs> but I think it was the stage four cancer that he had. Oh my god. Oh. This is so dark. I hmm. like, I, but there's. But we do have all these <laughs> moist towelettes over here. If anyone wants, one. we have an abundance of them. Yeah, they t- they taste, taste like mint. Shit. They taste and like they- shit because that's. <laughs> Patrick put it on his hole first, and we told him the other way around. We were out for sushi. I don't know. We were at the new AIDS sushi restaurant. <laughs> new can't get AIDS sushi restaurant. Right. Yeah. Wow. Put that on a matchbook. It was a lot to make the sign. This, Yeah. I don't know. I hear it's really good, though. Yeah, the electrics were really difficult. Can't get AIDS. <laughs> I, it's hard to read that neon sign from far away. But, uh, it's a I'm lot. Sure. I don't know. I just thought it was in a different language. <laughs> but this is the type of shit that people are like, yeah. Well, then also remember when, when COVID first came out, they were like coming out with songs to help you wash your hands longer. Yes. Yeah. They're, like that's the new Macarena. Right. And which was like, fun, it's funny that you said that because I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, oh, we. Were we just in our house too long? Is that why we were all coming up with this shit? Yeah. We had nothing else to do. They're like, we should make some songs about washing our hands. Yeah, for 30 seconds. Okay. But then there was one that came out that said two minutes, and that's a long song. And that, you know, they were like, no, no, you're supposed to wash your hands for two minutes. And that's because I need to get these sweet beats in right yeah. now. <laughs> Everyone's like, what does that mean? It's like, it's American Pie or Piano Man. They're like, oh, fuck. 
I'm going to be washing the skin off my hand. Sing me a song on the piano, man. Can't go outside Oh, my God. You're at, like, Joan Crawford's house. You're just, like, with, like, a Brillo pad and some Comet. <laughs> you look like you're in the bodies exhibit. You're just down to flesh. Under Are your flesh. arms okay? Yeah, they're fine. Are you're you really sure? Good. I can see your muscles. <laughs> you look like Slim Goodbody. It seems like it's, that's not right. I, American hurt? Pie was on repeat on my Spotify, and I didn't undo it. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I forgot. I, I didn't know when to stop, you know? Oh, all right. Here's an article on being ripped off from Ann Landers. This, uh, this here comes from the uh, Tucson Citizen, Tucson, Arizona, September 30th, 1974. Don't be ripped off by auto repair shop. Dear Ann Landers, the average citizen is being taken for a sucker because he can't help himself. I refer to being ripped off by automobile repair shops. The Progressive Magazine, out of Madison, Wisconsin, printed a very good article with suggestions on how Mr. and Mrs. John Q. Public can protect themselves. I hope you will think it is worth reprinting. Here it is, Midwest Reader. Okay. Please pause. It's incredibly long, and I didn't see the end of it. It's so long. It's so long. I can't read all of it. Okay. It's like five have- pages. I don't know how I didn't see it. So, okay, basically, I'll give you the I'll give you the gist. This is the first time. This is <laughs> this is a first for the pod where I don't feel like reading the rest of the article because it's five pages too long, and you all will tune out, and I can't do that to you. Because you've Stay already tuned out. You've already tuned. No, you're tuned in now that we just talked about the AIDS towelette. Uh, it's all about people being taken for a ride at automobile repair shops where, you know, you get an estimate and you're like, well, how do I even know? Because mm-hmm. I don't work in automotives. Uh, I say this because I feel like my young Jules just got taken for a ride at Ford. First of all, Ford, don't go American, don't buy American and don't bring your car back to the dealership to have any work done on it. 100%. That is where things that's go a little, sideways. that's a little tip that is 100% backed up. One hundred percent. I have I have my guy. Find your guy that Found you trust yep. that doesn't snow you when you go and get stuffed under your car. Mm-hmm. His name is Alan, and he weirdly sounds like Jules. Oh. He's just a little bit left of Jules. So so when you go to, and I so trust I him because him. he's he's the most unhealthy looking man you've ever seen in the most unhealthy looking environment. You know when we talk about those raw like fluorescent lights. Yes. He's been living under that for most of his life. That can't be good. And he does not snow me for anything. Whenever I go in, he's like, oh, yeah, hey, Aaron, here's what's going on. Oh, it's your rear router, you know, but uh, you don't have to get it done today if you don't want. I think you can be all right to go another 30,000 miles on it, but uh, I fixed your tires up and I rotated them anyway. He's a good guy. Folksy. Uh, I also rebuilt your engine because I had some time. Yeah. He goes above and beyond. Wait, He's like, and because I like redheads, I just got you a new car. I took it from somebody <laughs> else who brought it in. And because I like the way you guys look, I just painted a picture of you guys. Something good. <laughs> it's like you with ginormous tits and then jewels behind you. It's like, oh, that's so accurate and specific. <laughs> and I took out the shocks and I make it bounce when it goes down the road. <laughs> There's neon underneath. Yeah. And I had And it blows some bubbles music. at the back. <laughs> it's like the Willy Wonka car. Yeah. Oh, and I had an extra fish tank at home, so I just thought I'd put it in the trunk. I hope you There's a mini deep fryer for your French fries. Yeah. And I, and there's a guy who's going to cook them for you, too. So 
I pimped you right. I hope you don't mind. I, I thought you'd enjoy it. Also, your arch nemesis is uh, gag-balled and tied up in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, that'll be $76. That's just for the, the storage the cost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cover the cost of the net that it took, you know, when I dropped it on him. But other than that, it's fine. I'll see you in six months. <laughs> I learned this also because whatever I... I made the mistake of maybe two times going to Jiffy Lube to get an oil change. Uh-huh. Don't do that. Have you gone to Jiffy Lube? Uh, I did when I had a car in high school. Okay, but now you have a car, and Patty keeps his car in pristine condition, for anybody who doesn't know. You have a white car, first of all, very challenging, very challenging in a city setting. Especially in a parking garage that has a huge pigeon issue. And a tendency to lose your car. Correct. And a tendency to flatten your tires. Right. I don't know why you keep going back to this abusive relationship <laughs> of a garage. Just what I do in life. It's just my thing. I'm just a cutter. <laughs> I just like, I like to be treated like shit. Yeah. While they shit on your car. Yeah. You could eat sushi off your car. It's so clean. Well, but, I don't use it a whole lot, but I don't like a messy car. Do you have a place that you would go in the city to get work done? How do you yeah. not get snowed? You must be ripped off in the city. I was ripped off at a place that I thought wasn't ripping me off, and then they found out they ripped me off. Why? So when the garage flattened my tires, right? That one time, and then <laughs> I went, one. and then I went to this place that was like a an auto body shop, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we you know we fix your tires or whatever," and um, they were like, "We'll give you a deal," and I'm like, "Thanks so much, I really appreciate it," and they did everything pretty quickly. Uh oh. Then um, because of where I work. Um, uh, they said, you know, if you have any problem with your car, why don't you just bring it in? Because you pay quickly and whatever. Like, okay. Uh-oh. So I brought my car in. And like, oh, this is a nice little car. They're like, but your tires are bad. <gasps> I'm like, well, that's impossible. I just got four new tires. They're like, no, these are terrible. Like, I don't know who, who got any of these tires. I'm like, I just bought them. No. <laughs> and they're like, Here's, we're, we're just going to charge you for this Stuff. They don't really charge me any time I bring it Oh, up. my God. Yeah. You're never allowed to leave this job just for that perk. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And then, like, but and did we'll, they change and we'll, the tires? Yeah. And then, like, and we'll drop it off for you. Because what? it's, like, on 183rd and something. Who so are they drop people? it off in my garage. I'm like, that's amazing. And they wash it. <gasps> and they give you a reach around? What yeah. is this? I'm like, wow. Drugs in the or, like, they're like, uh, when I first got it, they're like, it's a really great car. You know, it's been painted, right? <gasps> I said, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, that's a different color. Can't you see that? I said, no, because I'm colorblind. He's like, oh, well, yeah, your car's been in an accident or something. But Did he act like he said something racist or horrible to you when he said, no, because no, no, I'm colorblind? Like, oh. Did you buy it used? Yeah. Oh, okay, you know that. Okay. It's a white car. Yeah. We bought it, it from the Volkswagen dealership in Hell's Kitchen, which I strongly suggest you buy your car and then take it somewhere else. Um, uh-huh. Because then they, they upsell you and... It, it, but also, this was during the pandemic, so they're like, "Oh, oh, we can charge you whatever you want." And um, and like, is there anything wrong with the car? Like, anything happened to it? No, no, no. It was that Alamo rental car. Blah, blah. I'm like, "Oh, great." So when I took it in to be serviced from another place because they were going to charge me like an astronomical amount of money to yeah. do something, um, never bring that, it to the dealership. Right. The guys, like, it's been a, it's been an accident, and it's <gasps> been, we're going to repaint it for you. And they they charged me like nothing. Uh, to repaint my entire car. Okay. Wait, this is that place. The yeah. good place. Yeah. Did they 
Why are they being so... Now I'm like, why are you being nice? They are storing cocaine in your panels. That's fine. That's fine. That's No, I think it's because... uh, I mean, we take... The the house that I work for, we take all six of their cars there. I pay everything immediately. Oh. Um, And that's what they like. Yes. As long as you pay their cars, we're good. Okay. All right. As long as we keep... And we keep coming back because they always... Fuck up their car. Can I come back? Can I go there and pretend I'm you? I'll just yeah. wear glasses. Yeah. I'm and I'll it. put my finger over my lip like it's a mustache. Maybe I should grow a mustache. You again. should grow a mustache real soon. Hello, fine, sir. I do like I do like a summer mustache, although my my mother and my sisters are like, you shouldn't have a mustache. Oh, like, oh okay. Because I see this guy so often. I'm like, I'll just wear one of them. That's when you say, neither should you. Yeah. Maybe I'll just have a... <laughs> You know, I feel like every week I should have a different mustache. I'll just get like stick on mustache. Yeah, I got one of those like change your mustache things. You can get them at World Market, everybody. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, mustache a day keeps women away. Yeah, thank God. Exactly. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is from the Muscatine Journal, Muscatine, Iowa, Tuesday, November 6, 1984. Senior swindlers solicit funds sold Ooh. Sally by the seashore. <gasps> Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Dear Abby, I recently became a victim of a con game I think the public should be aware of. A couple who appeared to be in their mid-60s came came to our door saying they were soliciting funds for the American Diabetes Foundation. They showed us a plastic enclosed sheet of credentials and were and wore diabetes alert necklaces. They said they were selling ballpoint pens to pay for their insulin shots and assured us that they were registered with the local police department. I was suspicious of them, so I bought some pens for evidence and wrote down the license plate (laughs) of their car, which was out of state. As soon as they left, I called the police chief and asked if these people had been issued a permit to collect in our neighborhood. He said they had not, but he would check, or he he had not heard about it, but he would check into it. Later that evening, I called the chief back. This is a small town. And asked if he had caught up with the couple yet. He said, oh, yes. They're on their way back to their neighboring state. We picked them up about the same time last year for collecting money in this area. When I questioned him further about what action would be taken, he said, just consider a donation to the poor. Abby, these people drove a late model car and looked anything but poor. Our law enforcement officials seemed to think that it was okay as long as those running the scams were old enough to be on Social Security and collected only a few dollars from each call. It doesn't mean, it doesn't seem right to me that these people use the name of the American Diabetes Foundation to collect money under false pretenses. Abby, please tell your readers not to buy anything or make any donations without checking first to see if the solicitation is on the up and up signed wary in the middle. This is a, just shut the fucking door. I mean, pens for diabetes. <laughs> it's, a, it's so specific. Yeah. I would buy. Yeah, I'm like, just get off my fucking yard. <laughs> I like that she bought the pen to write down there. Right. I'll like, use this pen. Damn it, I wish I had another pen. Damn it. None of these pens work. We found them, ma'am. We found them two blocks away from you. They were lousy with pens, just loaded. Ralph and Shirley Mudge. Ugh, this damn pen exploded after they left. <laughs> Trick pen. Dear Wary, your letter is a valuable public service, and I thank you for it. But why did you withhold the name of your town? After telling me your law enforcement officials looked out the window while these cheats canvass your neighborhood. It's okay, it's okay to conceal your own identity, but failure to disclose the name of your town in effect protects the law enforcement officials who are shirking their duties or are possibly crooked. By all means. Blow Shame up our her. town. Yes, shit. How dare you write to me? You got swindled. You got taken. You're the one who bought the pens knowing they were shady. 
now she's gonna she's gonna victim blame her. Yeah. And then then also say the police are probably gonna murder you. And you should blow up your town. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Smart. Look. She's a smart broad. I'll just be on the train buying Snickers from kids. Absolutely. There's something I don't trust about little children selling me candy. Of course not. Because I don't know what's in it. I don't care if it's stolen. No. I don't care. I There's something I don't think this is right candy. Like, I don't want my the end of my life to be a fentanyl-laced gusher. <laughs> Sorry. Not <laughs> mm. the title of this week's episode. <laughs> What was it? <laughs> uh, there was an everlasting gobstopper uh, soaked with a astronomical amount of fentanyl. Huh. What, what, what was the undoing of her? Her last words were, Welch's fruit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now and later has a different meaning some now and see you later i mean the jokes just write themselves am i right she was a comedian she'd appreciate it. she wanted to go out this way she'd appreciate the irony not the charleston jew anything but the m&ms i don't trust that shit she downed an entire box of alexander the grape fully laced with fentanyl and those are tough. Those are tart. They stick to your teeth. First, we thought she had a gallstone, but then we realized it was just the fentanyl. It was just that with lemon heads. And then there's like 45 minutes of like, Alexander the Grape, do they still make that? Yeah, like, oh, no. <laughs> exactly. like, like, meanwhile, you're like decomposing. You're like, well, we could have resuscitated her, but we were talking about the... Oh, I think that, like the at the station afterwards, they're all like, Alexander the you know, they made Cherry Chan, but it was a problematic cover. So Yeah, and then they had lemon heads, and lemon heads is kind of like the same product, but one is lemon, one's you know, yellow, the other one is blue, and it was a different character altogether. But the small did they smell it in the, the bigger size or the smaller size? Smaller. I think they sell both, but a lot of times it's just in the smaller ones. And you never get through with... a big one, and then it would stain your mouth blue. And you know, it was good to have the cherry chan because then it, when you were a kid, you could wear it like lipstick. Thompson, what'd you find? Well, actually, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a dead body. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Sorry, sorry. Oh, God, I want to go to a petty candy store now so bad. And, uh, a, and a precinct. And all, all at once. Put them together. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the what was the candy that you talked about that's illegal now or problematic? Pro- Cherry Chan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> problematic. The cover is problematic. Yes. It's a. I don't think you can get away with making Cherry Chan. I don't think you can. You know that that company was like, halt! Stop! Stop the presses! Uh, Jules and I got really stuck in watching this uh, because we we love a good documentary. That's Ferrara Pan Candies, which is uh, <laughs> which is made in uh, near my my mom's house. Oh, really? Yes, it's Lemonheads, uh, all that. Fun Would you stuff. drive by the factory? Yeah, Ferrara Pan. Ferrara Pan. There's a which factory. is also my sister's neighbor. Which her name is Ferrara Pan. <laughs> no, that's their last name is Ferrara. <laughs> Let me just tell you, real fucking big winners. Do they have anything to do with Alexander? Yes, see, problematic. Do they have anything to do with Alexander the Grape? Yes. (laughs) See, it's not, it's, oh, Cherry Chan. Cherry Clan. Oh, no, Cherry Chan. 
there is absolutely no way in this day and age that, that this you could get away with that. Could pos- that is just so fucking offensive. Oh, yeah. I told you, it's a problematic candy. <laughs> but I think that they're not is, making them anymore. I certainly fucking hope not. You know, at that company, they had to stop all of the all of the everything's, all of the machines. Yeah. Stop making whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> No more Cherry Chan. No more Cherry Chan. <laughs> cherry Chan, not even Cherry Clan. This I call is, it a Cherry Clan. They're like Cherry Chan. Another product with vaguely racist overtones from the 70s that hadn't <laughs> yet fallen to the relentless blade of politically correct marketing. They make it seem like it's not racist. I don't know if you can really call it racist as the company was just riffing off the famous Charlie Chan character. Oh, oh my God. Now I get it. But much like what they... Never, that. ever. But much like what they had done with Alexander the Grape and Johnny Apple Treats, I guess they didn't <gasps> dare do Jack Lemonhead or Lucille Atomic Fireball. <gasps> Wait a minute. So at for our pan outside where there's the smokestack, there's Lemonhead uh, on the outside, and then there's like the other one. I think they do Gobstoppers. I think they're the ones that do Gobstoppers. Oh, that would the, make sense. Not the Willy Wonka Gobstoppers, but there's the smaller one or uh, Jawbreakers or something like that. Okay. So I think Jawbreakers. That's what it is. Yeah, they're and like really. How ten- many kids died eating a Jawbreaker? Not my problem. <laughs> but I think Charlie Chan was on. Like, you know, there's only four sides of the smokestack. So I think that's why one is missing. Oh, my God. Literally. It, it's like an old school Willy Wonka looking chocolate factory, but it's Ferrara Pan. Well, it's not chocolate. It's, it's Alexander the it's, Grape. Yeah. I mean, Chicago has some great candy stories. So wow. I didn't know Ferrara that. Ferrara Pan. Um, Jules and I just watched the Cadbury Thing, the documentary on the Cadbury. So you like look behind in the, like you get to see the machinery of what they're making in the Cadbury factory, which is trending right now because of Easter. And they're talking about the Cadbury cream eggs and the stuff they put out. Well, then you sh- maybe should do a deep dive on the Brock murder. What's you know, that? Brock's candy. No. Yeah, what? Do that. I love a murder. Yeah. Brock. And then. B-R-A-C-H? Yeah. Okay. And then something sinister happened. At the Charlie Chan box. <laughs> Keith Morrison investigates what happened to Cherry Clan. One Cherry could Chan. Say, one could say that she was gobsmacked. <laughs> one could say she was jawbroken. <laughs> I hated that candy. Hated I don't it. Know. I never got anything out of it. What? Jawbreakers? Yeah. Oh, I like it. One could say, what should I call it? I call it murder. <laughs> I'm not going to top that one. I'm not going to try. The final article comes from the Detroit Free Press, Detroit, Michigan, October 31st, 1986. Ripped off by airport security. Dear Ann Landers, you reach more people with one column than I could contact in a lifetime. I think my story might save many women from possible theft by security people at airports. I put my purse on the conveyor belt and walked through the detector. On the other side, a young man started talking to me about the book I was carrying while he went through the contents of my purse. I knew I wasn't even carrying anything that might be considered a weapon, but I was patient. He finally handed me a bag and my bag and wished me a good day. I impetuously decided to look in my wallet just to make sure I still had my money. To my horror, there wasn't a thing in it. I turned around to walk over to the same man, and he was watching me. He walked toward me and handed me my money said it had fallen out on the belt. I couldn't pos- It couldn't possibly have fallen out. 
My wallet was snapped shut and my purse was zipped. I reported this man to the gate attendant, but I doubt that did any good. She said I should write to airport security about it. Please advise for future trips, not only for my sake, but for the welfare of others. How could I have protected myself? Signed, P. In South Carolina. When I got home, he was standing on the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> dear P. I'm surprised you didn't say dear P. I think there's a reason. Dear South Carolina, two ways. You could have removed your wallet from your purse before you put it on the conveyor belt. Or, since the airport security personnel are obliged to ask permission to go through your purse, you should have kept your eyes glued to the inspector as he went through your purse and not become distracted by small talk about the book. Definitely victim shame. Yeah, Again. yeah I like that. I hope you took the time and trouble to return to the airport and report the incident to the top airport authorities. That inspector should not be allowed to go merrily on his way ripping off the public. Ayan! Okay. That's bold. Yeah. Um, okay. Have you ever had somebody steal something from you? From airport security? Or otherwise. Like I, I told you the one time that some guy stole my bike. And I ran after him, but then, no, I didn't hear this story. I think I think it on a previous episode. I was waiting this. tables at Howl at the Moon, Chicago, and um, <laughs> this was during the day, and um, the dueling rock and roll piano bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had recently bought a bike for my birthday, and uh, this is when you could ride your bike in Chicago when it was normal. Like you didn't have, like I would ride my, I don't know how I did this. I'd finish my job at four o'clock in the morning. <gasps> I would then get on my bike, put my headphones on, four o'clock in the morning. And I would go from Howl at the Moon, which is Dearborn and Hubbard, all the way through to my house, which then I'd drive, I purposely drove past all the crowded bars to see if I knew anybody. Cause oh. like a lot of my friends would go to these certain, certain bars and I'm like, which I never would go to because they're just, I don't feel welcome oh unsafe um and i don't know i i, I thought it was like fucking made out of steel or something and, and then i made it all the way home and anyway. you were in the midwest and you were never murdered right i was in chicago and never murdered uh-huh that's <laughs> I, yeah so anyway so <clears throat> i recently bought this bike and i you know parked it in front and you have to go there's people outside and inside so i had to go outside and i see this there's two bikes and I see this guy, I'm like, oh, that guy has my bike. We have the same similar similar bike. And uh, it, it happens to be that there are two identical bikes. Oh. But this bike happens to actually be my bike, and he is actually stealing it. <gasps> and then I race after him and down the street, and some kid is like, oh, is that your bike? I said, uh, yeah. When I said, that's my bike, get my bike. <laughs> you just stole my fucking bike. It means that's my bike. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, thanks for your help. And I was just like, then I'm like, what am I going to do when I got to him? Because you know. caught up to him? Almost. And then, he, I mean, it's a fast bike. <laughs> it's a great bike. <laughs> it was a great bike. Takes um, time, don't get all the gears, okay? So then uh, I bought it on my birthday. So it was my birthday present, <clears throat> which then was, of course, stolen. So then I go back. Um, I file a police report. Oh my God, you I, could um, do that? Yeah. And uh, it's pretty upset. I mean, it's like a $600 bike. Oh, shit. Is, yeah. So um, I'm pretty bummed. And I, you know, call American Express, like, we'll buy you a new bike. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Happy birthday. So then I go into the bike. This is why I don't like bikes and bike people because uh-huh, they're uh-huh. bag of fucking cunt dicks. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm here to buy a bike. Uh huh. 
I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, my bike was stolen. I'm like, well, I didn't steal it. Someone stole it. Uh huh. I'm like, is there anyone else here? Why? I'm like, well, because this is my birthday present to myself, and I just ran after my bike, which I was almost murdered trying to do, and you don't seem to be, like give a fucking shit. The way you just said, uh-huh, sounded like Cher worked at the bike store. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, wait. Hey. Hey, welcome to Cher's Bikes. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. Get it yourself. Isn't the phone Snap ringing? out of yeah, it. I think we have a machine. I don't know. <laughs> hey. Do you have any more road bikes? <laughs> I don't know. Like your fucking work here? I've got a fucking Oscar. Then why do you have a bike shop? I don't know. Hey, Cher. Uh, I came in here last week. I bought a bike for my birthday. Yeah. And it got stolen. <laughs> okay. So I had to chase after the guy and try to get it back. And it was so good and so fast that... Whoa. <laughs> I've lost interest. What's now? Okay. Well... Anyway, I'm here because I, I need a new bike. It's my birthday. It's totally not my problem. I'm a break. <laughs> but you're standing at the counter. I gotta eat. <laughs> it's the only place I can put my sandwich. Okay. You eat carbs? No, I look at it and then I pretend that I'm eating it. I mean, what? <laughs> I had all my fucking ribs removed. Would you get away from my counter? I'm so hungry. Okay, I need to can, look at this. I came here for a bike, though. Can I get it? Can you get what? A bike. I don't know, son. <laughs> now she's fine. I don't know. I look at it, and then I look away from it, and that's called having lunch. Yeah, okay. I just had my lips done. I can't fucking put anything on it. You have a full bead of makeup. <laughs> that's makeup, okay? I can do whatever I want. I had it tattooed on, okay? God. I can't do share at all, at all. It always becomes a horse. I'm so upset that I don't have that skill. Oh, you know who else has mad skills, though? Christina Aguilar. Oh, oh same. same. Let's call my mother and talk about Christina Aguilar. <laughs> Ask her if she's seen the, the hit movie Burlesque. And now it's time oh, for the mom report. It sure it's is. time to call me. And see what the weather is like where I'm standing. Patty, make the dee 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 noise. I'm not your fucking clown. Do it. Dee 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 dee. It's time to call my mother. It's time to call my mother. Find out what the weather is like where she's standing. More importantly, if she's seen the movie Burlesque, if she enjoys Cher's performance. I know that Moonstruck is one of her favorite movies. That and Overboard. She likes one-word titles. I guess mask. Yeah. Oh, baby boom, that's two words. Uh, like it. Disclosure. Huh. Huh. Maybe she's in the tub. Hello. Uh, Hello. Oh my god, hi. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Did we catch I'm you off fine. guard? How are you? Surprise bomb report. Timing. We're dropping in on you. Oh, I'm just about to pull in the driveway, so I'm gonna sit and talk to you. Oh, thank God. You're going to sit and talk to us. Yes, yes. Uh, listen. Wow, you, if you caught me 15 minutes earlier, I would have been walking around the mall. That might have been difficult. But luckily, I didn't even know you were going to call me today. She, oh, like, surprise! Whoops. Surprise! I was having a great walk around the mall with my favorite songs. And, boy, it's like marching, you know, when you have a good, good song on the radio that... You know, my old favorites from the 1960s and 70s. Like what? Oh, well, uh, Xanadu. 
that's a real good walker. Seventies, I think that's eighties. I don't. Know. And then, actually, I just found something called Uptown Funk, <laughs> and right. I don't know who sings it. That's kind of recent. Yes. Do you know? I don't know who sings that. And then even Bruno the Christmas Mars? music. <laughs> what? Yes, yes, that's it. Bruno Mars. <laughs> even uh, even what music? Music Christmas Christ- music. You know that uh, Jamaican sounding one. That Mary's Boy Child is a good walking song. <laughs> so I've got Christmas gone. I've got John Philip Sousa marches. <laughs> I'm having a ball. I've got I've got these new earphones, and they're like they're not wireless, but they're like sound filtering, you know, it keeps everything else out. So I buzz around the mall like there's no tomorrow. Wow. How many personalities do you have? You, it's like talking to someone with multiple personalities. Only a couple today. Yeah. <laughs> Is anybody else hot? Bruno Mars and John Souza. John Philip Souza. I know. Marches I know. and Uptown Funk. And Jamaican Christmas. <laughs> and you know what else you like? Green I like to uh, I like to think that I'm very I have a, a whole plethora of taste when it comes to music. Okay. It all goes back to my days in the marching band, which I miss to this day. So it's like kind of like marching again. But uh, so what I, you're I saying is you have an, an eclectic you know, mix. Under the Double Eagle by John Philip Sousa, and oh, I'm having a ball. I'm having a ball. What the As hell a matter does fact, that mean? When I go, when I go to the mall with your father, we separate. He goes upstairs because he can't keep up with me. I'm that. <laughs> fast i said i'm not gonna walk and just saunter because he likes to look at windows and stuff like that but like i i need to get i need to get moving you know you like to move it move it (laughs) move it move it i like to move it move it yeah and we need to get moving on this podcast as much as you know we can put a nickel in you and let you go for hours i do have some forgetting that you're recording this oh my god it's embarrassing (laughs) God. I feel like it's your morning phone call. Hey, I have a question for you. Yes. You yes. just came back from a cruise, and uh, do you yes. want to give Patty just a couple of the highlights? Oh, let's see. How about the nacho face plant? That was always a good one. Everybody's uh, favorite album. My favorite. You probably already told them that. Uh, I did not. I, oh, I was so excited. But the problem was, it was like the last, the day before the last day of the cruise. And I found an nacho bar and I didn't know it was there. So I stocked up. I put a whole bunch of nachos on. They even had chili and then melted cheese, onions, guacamole. I put everything on it. And I was so excited that I found it. I wanted to tell my people. So I went back to the pool. I was in my bathing suit. And I, my foot caught, <laughs> my foot caught, and I went down like ten tall buildings, face planted right into the the nachos. There was guacamole on me, <laughs> on the chairs, on the floor. Good news is, I went to Weight Watchers this morning. Uh oh! I only gained eight tenths of one pound. <gasps> Thank God so, for that fall. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now that's because if she I wasn't able to nachos. eat the nachos. That's the thing. Did you eat the nachos <laughs> off the floor? That's the only question I have. I know, but I, I, I thought about it. But there were two pieces of pizza underneath it, too. <gasps> so I, I went berserk. But uh, so I. There went were two back pieces of pizza underneath the nachos. Underneath the, underneath the nachos. Ew! I put them out to the side. Well, no, I was like, you know, I put them on the plate, and then I, I kind of on the other side of the plate put the nachos but they all kind of meshed together when i fell so oh that's disgusting uh, 
I know, I know. But like, you know, a cruise gives you everything. Big, three big meals a day and it's, it's all varied. It's really good. It was like a lot of fun. They assaulted some poor girl who was giving out croissants. Why? On the ship. Like she she would come around in the morning with like a basket of croissants. Oh, and if my yes. family gets their eyes on that, forget about it. Game <laughs> over. This poor girl and was every like, day, every in day breaking she news, a breakfast. woman jumped off the front of the celebrity Apex ship. Her final words were, they won't leave me alone. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Room 13A. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Last thing she, she said before up, she went like, over was, we... they're your fault. They're your problem now. <laughs> and I said, boy, am I glad to see you. There were crescents. There were chocolate crescents. There were crescents with almonds. There were Danish. There were apple and prune and blueberry. How big was this oh. basket? <laughs> it was a square. But, you know, their, their croissants are smaller than the ones you see in New York City, which have the best, I have to say. When it comes to crescent rolls, I know they the say I love New York. They got the best croissants. We love New yes. York. Yes, and it's pronounced croissant. Croissant, croissant. Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> crescent if it's Pillsbury, uh. <laughs> and it ain't Pillsbury, baby. It better no. not be on the Celebrity Apex. Oh, no way. Well, it was you, a great time. I'm glad you're back on dry land. We're all glad that you're safe and sound, and that you put all of your valuables in the fridge, thinking it was a safe. Did I tell you that? Yes. Okay, that took so a then few it's days. Okay. okay, yeah. So then you have talked. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, this has been an awesome moth report. We want to welcome you back. And, uh, Thank you. She may be, you know, coming to watch the live show, everybody. So no pressure. Come Don't, on out. You'll no be Mike, so we know what the weather's like in row three. <laughs> in the room. <laughs> it's a nice 69 degrees. Dry. Oh. <laughs> All right. You yes. have a good day now. What? <laughs> you have a good day. Oh, okay. I will. You guys, too. Bye, Patty. Bye. Bye, Aaron. Bye. Bye, Jim. Is Jim there? Yes, bye. bye. Oh. Love you all. Take care. Have a great weekend. And it's pouring here, by the way, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the grass is getting green. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wowie, zowie. At the end of every week, it's never a surprise. It's always a surprise. What am I saying? Always a surprise. You never know what's going to come out of the mouth. Yeah. John Philip Sousa and Bruno Mars. And the Jamaican Christmas album. Can you imagine if she was in charge of doing somebody's wedding, like DJing? Like, what the fuck is this? Is this flower drum song? I can't. I don't understand why we're listening to Chumbawamba again. How did she follow up La Isla Bonita? With Songs of the South. Don't know. I don't know. It's kind of amazing that she found Kim Kardashian's only single and then followed it up with Kate Smith's <laughs> God Bless America. Wait, does Kim Kardashian really have a single? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, stop. Oh, come on. God, Kris Jenner can make anything happen. Well, clearly. And disappear. Nary a talent. <laughs> in any of them this is true but you know who's talented we are and so are you because you've written to us from instagram mail and we want to answer your questions so you know what it's time it's, it's time, time for instagram mail instagram mail load up your plate with a lot of nachos take a big 
Stepman with a guacamole. Uptown I don't know why those two pieces of pizza underneath the nachos. And then underneath that is a trifle. It's time for Instagram mail from Bruno Mars. That's right, babies. It's time for Instagram mail. So email us a question at dearpartificial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. Don't be shy. Come forward, touch us, and we'll touch you with an answer. So go ahead. Don't, t- don't touch Patty. Actually, don't touch either one of us. You come to see the live show, I think Don't you know. touch me. You've made that mistake before. Uh, I don't really know that song. It's Taylor Day. Don't rush me. I've made that mistake before. I'm well uh, with waiting for. So I did it automatically. So Taylor Dane is in my body, whether I like it or Which not. Which is a back door to get to share. Okay, so maybe that's how I slide into Cher, is going through in. Taylor Day. <laughs> yeah. She's the last stop <laughs> before Cher. Bing! Next stop, Taylor Dane. <laughs> you guys, I'll call you back. I'm almost at Cher. Almost. <laughs> Two stops away. <laughs> Taylor Dane. Next stop, Taylor Dane. The stop after this will be Mr. Ed, followed by our final destination, <laughs> which is Cher. <laughs> I'm going to really take that as a guide. That's good. <laughs> Poor Taylor Dane. Email Poor us, Mr. Taylor Dane. Please reach out to us. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Hit us. Taylor Dane, hit me. Okay. Dear Pod, my adorable son, Alan, has recently told us that he is a homosexual, and we are so supportive and proud of him. But it seems that in the course of a week, he has changed the manner in which he speaks to us. Instead of his usual and polite, yes, mom and dad, it's now, yes, queen, or yes, hunty. <laughs> when we head out to a fancy dinner, he comes up to me and he says, work, and waves his finger at me up and down my body. I'm all for him being free and happy and out, but I'm not sure if I can get behind his new valley gay speak. Please advise. Signed, Alan's mom and zaddy. <laughs> well done. Dear Alan's mom and dad, congratulations on your newly minted homosexual. These new and improved queens are younger, faster, smarter, and more together than last year's model. And don't even get me started on the vintage 1970 ones. You know, the ones that are repressed, confused, and angry most of the time and, and will cost you plenty in mental health bills. If it grew up in the 90s, they most likely will be successful in navigating neglect, abandonment, lack of intimacy, and, of course, survival. So, while a yes queen work, that's a shady bitch, Zaddy, is new to you, your homosexual is just getting started. But just like any firecracker that burns so bright, it eventually burns out. Like the slinky cargo pants, having a key key, the singer vitamin C, this, this vocal fad will eventually fall to the wayside. Eventually, his oh will calm down to just a simple okay. (laughs) I see a theme developing. Get ready for it. Uh, And I like the idea of a new model gay. Yeah, comes with Sirius XM Radio Uh for three months only. I mean, they're so well adjusted at an earlier age that that's just oh yeah. Like oh no, we don't have to do that. That two and a half decades of of pain and oppression. Yes, and hiding. Yeah. Interesting. Good. Nice to know. Good. Uh, Here's what Anne has to say. Get away from my drink. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you put in it? Gushers. (laughs) Dear Mom and Zad, congratulations. You've got a gay son. You've done a great job raising him in an environment where he feels safe enough to live honestly and openly. Now he's feeling his oats, a.k.a. living his 
best life. Like anyone who has ever worn vegan leather pants, Alan is breaking in this newly freed side of his persona. (laughs) He's been stifled for so long, I'm sure the pendulum is swinging the opposite way with a triumphant, oh, Wow. (laughs) See, told you. While this quote-unquote valley gay talk may be new to you, and now the world, it's actually been part of gay ball culture since the 1980s. Yes, I said ball. Ball culture was an underground subculture for the LGBT plus community in the, in the United States with performers, drag shows, and prizes. And it was fabulous. And since everything 1980s is having a renaissance, why shouldn't gay subculture get its moment in the sun? Lord knows high-waisted jeans have. As an ally and someone whose friend and fan base is 87% gay men, I am very protective of my pals. So much so that sometimes I overcorrect. When I was touring with my pal, we checked into our hotel in Atlanta, and when the gal behind the desk said, okay, let's see, checking in, one large queen, I said, hey, his name is Anthony, and he's on a diet. As you can see, I am overly sensitive. It's no doubt taken your son a long time to get the courage to be honest with you about who he is and who he wants to be. I'm sure once he's settled into this new skin, you'll find there will be a lot less yas queens and more, you look great today, Ma. But in the meantime, enjoy this moment of flex and lean into it. Get yourself a drag race lexicon book and have fun with it. Next time he says yas queen, you tell him to slay that walk. If he says work, you say sickening. If he says snatched, just say thank you. It is high praise. Good luck, you valley-talking son of a bitch, and happy Yas Queen. Live, work, thrive, hunty. Hallelujah. And point those biscuits, bitch. And. Wow. That was a lot. I did look up, uh, there is a whole drag race. Drag race Wikipedia. There's a drag race Wikipedia page, so you can get all of your terminology Mm. from the Wikipedia. I feel like I'm too far behind to catch up. I can't imagine you saying hunty in all sincerity. It's no. inorganic to you. It's not. It's like baby talk. It's just not going to happen. I can't. Can we please talk about you doing baby talk? I can't. Ha- did somebody want you to do this to you? Is this a request? I think, I, I, think I, I don't know how I got on this topic with Marcus this morning, but I can't even imagine... I just can't even imagine saying, like being intimate with someone and then slipping into baby talk. I just can't imagine that happening. And I Why can't imagine. Why is that hard for you to see, Patty? Like, hmm. like, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna get a drink? Is the vodka soda okay? Hmm. No. Did what somebody do, you do this? Like, what prompted this conversation? Someone in Fire Island, there was something similar to it, and we're like, I gotta get out of this house. Like, what? Oh, somebody in the house that you were renting in Fire Island was a baby talker. No, this, Ew, this like shitty casually? party that we went to that didn't that was hotter than fucking hell and had no ice. And this guy like, in the crop top, and I was just like, I have to get out of here. And then the baby talk happened. And I'm like, I am leaving, and I left. <laughs> All right, everybody, you know what it's time for? It's, I believe it's time. It's time for. <laughs> Specialty cocktails, specialty drink. We're, We're having cocktails on Saturday morning. But you I hear this I've on Thursday. And don't I don't you know judge why. us. I'm just gonna do baby talk it. when we're intimate. Daddy, 
Oh yeah, even I. Oh, can you, you can... take my load? <clears throat> it kind of doesn't even. It's not even baby talk. It's more like a weird cartoon. <laughs> but I can't picture trying to do that in a sexy way because it would come off like, oh, oh, daddy. <laughs> anyway, you know what's not problematic? This week's cocktail. Lemonheads. Oh, that too. This week's specialty cocktail is the Smuggler's Notch. Is that a dried cured pepperoni stick in James Jules Ferris's pants that he just ripped off from the deli? Or is he just happy to see us? Oh, specific. For this, you will need a splash of absinthe, one brown sugar cube or one bar spoon of Demerara syrup, two dashes orange bitters, a splash of water, and just two ounces of a Havana seven-year-old rum that you got lying around the house. Go, go invest, you know? Here's what you will have to do. Rinse an old-fashioned glass with a splash of absinthe and toss the remainder out. I know. Muddle the sugar cube or stir if using syrup with the bitters and a splash of water in the glass. Add the rum and one large ice cube and stir. Garnish with an orange zest clean. And here is test tip. What? Here are his tasting notes. Sure, this is just a fancy name for a rum old-fashioned, but it sounds really cool. If you were going to make this drink during Prohibition, most likely the rum would have had to have been smuggled into the United States. Keeping with the theme of this week's episode, I ripped off this cocktail from our go-to king cocktail, Mr. Dale DeGroff, from his new Craft of the Cocktail book. This drink is a reminder of what I love about crafting cocktails. Just when you think someone has perfected the traditional drink, like the old-fashioned, someone else comes along and puts their twist on it. Is it really ripping off an already existing idea, or is it just making it better? I'll get back to you with my answer after I sip about five more of these delightful tummy waters. And that is the Smuggler's Notch, which I also think is a uh, A man wearing a... Oh. Oh. (laughs) That's... A man wearing a Speedo. It's my Smuggler's Notch. Look at his smuggler's knot. You see those at many golf places, too? Well, it's really sunny out here. Mm. Wow. Oh! That is prison rape in your mouth. (laughs) That That is, I, wow. I was just shanked and gangbanged in the shower. Don't light a cigarette or anything flammable near me. Ooh, that aftertaste is like, uh... (sighs) Band-Aids. It's the absinthe. Now, see, uh, if you're an absinthe fan, absolutely, absinthalutely, go in. But I am not a big, I don't do black licorice well. And I do. I, I'll probably get pulled over if I drink any more of this. That is, I'm taking one more sip because I'm going to Atlantic City, so I might as well start You need to black now. out now. <laughs> black, I want to forget everything that happened. This is intense. That has changed the uh, flora and fauna in my mouth. <laughs> You no longer have a good probiotic experience. I don't know what happened. That, that ripped out my insides. It is very strong. This is yeah. not a drink that you have if you need to operate machinery this or go so anywhere. lovely and well-balanced, and you are such lightweights, <laughs> the two of you. This is coming from a guy who would drink rubbing alcohol like he's, I almost said Kitty Dukakis, but... That's correct. Was she the one who drank rubbing alcohol? Yes. yes. Oh yeah. my God, it's I nice nailed to make fun it. Of a, I guess we'd be canceled. Is she dead? Uh, no, she had. She was an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm oh speaking God. fact, not judgment. That I guess that's true. I mean, I'm always judging you. I'm always judging everybody. 
And I'm just judging facts. And I'm just judging Terry Clan. <laughs> Ju- but I'm, judge, I sit- judging Cherry Clan. I'm judging Judy. Next on Peacock. This is okay. I'll just give you an experience as the listener if you're if you don't attempt to make this, which you should. I mean, why not? Try all of our drinks. And cherry clam. It's like a little bit light brown. So already when a drink is this color, I know that it's it's go it's coming in to do business in your body. Ugh. You I wouldn't have said that. Yeah, like if you get a drink that's brown, don't you think like that's there's no we're not messing around here with your juices and berries and sauces and shit. Sauces. I've done it three sips. I did three sips. It literally, um, it's like, now breathe in and like yeah, investigate like, your mouth. It's like ew. something is different. <laughs> Wait, say investigate your mouth and baby talk now. Investigate my mouth. I ew, can't even no. do it. <laughs> you just, sound like just... Melanie Griffith. <laughs> That's baby talk. <laughs> Your baby talk sounds like Melanie Griffith. <laughs> That's like, so wow. upset. And can you imagine like, no, he's really hot, but he does this Melanie Griffith talk. Oh, no, it's baby talk. No, it's Melanie Griffith talk. I thought How he was do doing an impersonation. He was doing an impersonation of Melanie Griffith doing baby talk. Do Chicago. Do Melanie Griffith in Chicago. Fuck <laughs> <Back> you. <laughs> This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions. Beep.